Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. We're back with a new episode. It's been a minute. And I'm here with my husband, Dan, because he's my favorite person to talk about music with. And he has a special idea. A yeah. special one. I, I hope so. Well, I've sold it. <laughs> so what I want to do is a playlist of songs from the 90s and you know we all have tons of 90s playlists but i'm thinking of like some of the deeper cut bands i call it the 90s b team that's what i call it in my brain because the 90s a team would be pearl jam nirvana soundgarden yeah exactly and even um you know third eye Allison blind Chains, red hot chili peppers yeah. you know doesn't all have to be grunge exactly but like right. those big heavy hitters the goo goo mm-hmm. dolls yeah exactly lots of play stuff that here you know 20 30 years later you're still hearing it's still kind of in the cultural zeitgeist things like that what i am interested in is this idea of all the other music because in any decade you know you remember some of the big names and stuff like that but if you were a person living in that time myself back in the 90s there were all these other bands that I probably listened to just as much as those bands that we still talk about that still mean a lot to me and that's the music that when it comes on I'm like oh my gosh I remember that song like you don't need to get excited when, you know, Pearl Jam Evenflow comes on because you've probably heard it within the last few days. But if, uh, you know, something by Sponge comes on, for instance. I'm running in from the other room. Exactly. You know how I feel about Sponge. Exactly. 16 Candles. So you get what I'm talking about. I get what you're talking about. I'm this close to starting a 90s B-team alternative rock preservation society. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think it's important. I think the first step is brainstorming a shorter name. <laughs> Gotta get something more catchy Listen going. Something a little more punchy. But I'm with you on the concept. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. So, 90s alternative B team. Who's your first batter? Well, we're going to step up. You know, I, I just mentioned them. Sponge. Ooh! We're going to kick it. They have a lot of these songs. And this will be kind of a recurring theme. I mean, a lot of their songs show up on... Uh, movie soundtracks because those were so huge in the 90s but the other thing with sponge and all these bands is that they've all recorded tons of albums like it's not like one hit wonders i feel like that's a different thing these bands all have a lot of songs a lot of different music out there you can listen to and in many cases are still active and recording today right sponge was just in the omaha area last year and i didn't get to see them Because we got to the festival late. We did. We got there too late. I should have left work early. It just didn't work out the way it should have. It's actually amazing it did not cause a divorce. (laughs) I'm so bummed we didn't get to see Sponge. I love Sponge. Sponge is from Detroit. They were formed in the early 90s, 92. And uh, they had some very notable ones. So that first album, Plowed, was Mm -hmm. off of that. 
um, 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. And then my personal favorite is yes. off of their second album, and it's called Wax Ecstatic. Totally. But which Sponge song did you pick? Well, just because I knew I'd be recording with you, I did choose Wax Ecstatic. Yeah, we got to talk about Wax Aesthetic for a second because it is a wild song. It, it's a wild ride, both sonically and lyrically. Premise of the song, a commercial or almost infomercially, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's selling you a product called Wax Aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so it's the only song I know that has a lyric like, like a problem hair that you pluck or shave. <laughs> and it is pitching you a product wax ecstatic mm-hmm. to you know like fix your ales get rid of those problem areas and mm-hmm. it's uh wax ecstatic to sell angelina i yeah, believe is the exactly. parentheses the 90s is a big let's do parentheses after the song title yeah the parentheses are big and really even the themes of this song of selling or um you know giving a piece of yourself over to commercialism and things like that that was such a big idea in the 90s and yeah we were very against it yeah and we quickly forgot about that yeah no it's like not even a thing if you said sell out to a teenager today they would have no idea they'd be like that sounds awesome doesn't that mean you make more money exactly like can i do it now is it today that i sell out like i'm dying to be an influencer Mm -hmm. but in the 90s being a sellout or selling something it was like just very associated with being kind of sleazy or just caring about money and not having principles, man. It was the worst thing you could be, which was inauthentic. This is Wax Ecstatic to sell Angelina on the 90s B-Team mixtape on KRNU.
90.3 KRNU Urge Overkill Sister Havana on this 90s B-team mixtape pitched uh, live yeah. <laughs> by, by my husband, Dan. Here we are. Who is hanging out. We're talking about it. It's very exciting. Talk to me about Urge Overkill. They're from uh, Chi-Town, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And they're one of these super interesting bands that, once again, has more songs than you might even realize. They did that cover of Neil Diamond's Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon for the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, which totally blew up. So, yeah. you know, it was that, huge. Exactly. Um, anytime for me, Sister Havana comes on, I just want to hear it louder because I love the guitar riffs and it it's so expertly produced. It's just such a great sounding song and i know previously when they were coming up in chicago it's not surprising but they recorded eps with steve albini um coming from chicago in chicago who hasn't yes (laughs) yes um speaking of like authenticity and not selling out steve albini is the guy oh yeah and so i've kind of heard urge overkill compared to um they say it's like stadium rock and punk rock kind of Mm-hmm. mashed together because they've got a huge catchy sound but it's still very raw sounding so yeah they're cool dudes and in the 90s it kind of fit in perfectly i mean they weren't grunge necessarily they were a, a rock band but they were quirky and odd enough i remember like crazy like kind of retro 70s sunglasses mm-hmm. with the yellow lenses and stuff like that. And isn't that. there something just so impossibly cool about covering Neil Diamond? Oh, yeah. Like, what a ridiculous choice, but they <laughs> pull it off, and it sounds amazing. So Where are we going next? Who's next on the 90s you know B what? team? We're not going to go far, because I figured if we're talking about Chicago, let's stay in Chicago. Love it. And talk about Veruca Salt. I've never heard of this band. You are a liar. (laughs) You are lying to me. This is a lie. I did not cultivate this playlist just for you, but this is a touch that I knew you would be okay with. I'm very excited about it. Veruca Salt, also from Chicago, as you noted, Mm -hmm. named after the character in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, depending on Mm -hmm. which version you're reading, watching, whatever. It's Nina Gordon. It's Louise Post. It's Steve. It's Jim. (laughs) Yeah. And then later, Stacy. I love Veruca Salt. For people who haven't ever heard Veruca Salt, it's a reasonable comparison to talk about heart. Two female front women, uh, Louise and Nina, and they do trade off singing lead. Uh, Both women play guitars. They're very, very good at playing guitar. And they had a lot of great albums. Which Veruca Salt song did you pick? We're going to go OG since we're talking about the 90s and we're doing Seether. You can't can't fight it. Exactly. Here's Seether. This is Veruca Salt from American Thighs on the 90s B-Team mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU. It's a it's a good haircut, Dan. Yeah. That's Pavement. Cut your hair. Uh, they are an indie band. You know, they're impossibly cool. Pavement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kind of thing that in the 90s, they were just the coolest thing running. And, you know, obviously they didn't get as commercially successful, A, because they didn't want to. Right. And B, I mean... Most people also didn't get it, but <laughs> so two things. <laughs> two things were true. Two things were true about pavement. Um, they are from Stockton, California. They were formed in 1989. Yeah. So this theme, the 90s B team mixtape. Not saying that these bands are the B team because they're not as good. Right. They're the B team because they just didn't get as like worldwide successful. Yeah, they each kind of had their moments in their own way where they were. They had hits. They ha- they had hits, and, and they're they were all kind of in the zeitgeist at the time. But for whatever reason, they haven't been the acts that have carried over to continue to be talked about through the aughts, teens, and and into the present day. Um, Whereas someone like Beck, still out there, still making music, yes. but you still hear him yes. on, you know, classic rock radio stations or just active rock radio stations, even your mom type radio stations. Totally, totally. You still hear mm-hmm. Beck. These bands just aren't hitting like that. And I think part of it is that 
you know, there's not a clear marketing angle for most of this music. Most of it's a little more off the wall. And, and the more I go back and listen to this stuff compared to some of the, the bigger bands that have carried on, it's like that stuff was pretty conventional. Like they were calling it alternative and selling right. it as alternative. Pearl Jam is 90s The Who. Right. It is The Who. You know, they have a charismatic front man, much in the vein of a U2 or something like that. Right. You know, they, they take themselves extremely seriously, and there, there's really nothing odd or quirky about the music. So in that sense... Well, that's not true. Let's talk about their bases and funny hats. <laughs> okay. There, there are some funny hats. <laughs> but that's just being in the 90s. Exactly. You just wore funny hats in the mm-hmm. 90s. It was a thing. But I, I think that's a point well taken because it's interesting the bands that stand the test of time and don't. And it's not because these bands didn't have hits. It's not, like you said earlier, it's not one hit wonders per mm-hmm. se. But I also think in the late 90s, you know, alternative music or what had been alternative music really either dialed into a very pop space, like a Matchbox 20 kind of space, yeah. or dialed into a very rock space. Yeah. And then all of the, these quirky weirdo bands, alternative bands, there was no commercial radio place for them to yeah. go. Alternative stations sort of just didn't do that anymore. Right. So you have bands that are alternative bands now and have, have been popular in that scene for a long time, but just never quite break through to that mainstream MTV Video Music Awards kind right. of thing mm-hmm. the way that these bands did in their day. Right. We're going to move to a band that did things a little more commercially oriented and talk about Better Than Ezra. Better Than Ezra is so interesting because, man, they just like were almost there. They were just yeah. flying so close to the sun. I mean, they had, a, a, I think, a remarkably big hit with Good. I mean, yes. you know, it certainly wasn't probably number one on the pop charts or anything like that. But, you know, it had a catchy hook. And I think even today... Most people recognize it and say, oh, yeah, better than Ezra. And so they remember the band in that sense. But, you know, the song doesn't really get trotted out and things like that. It's still a surprise on a playlist. It is. And that's like why Third Eye Blind Jumper is still a song everybody knows. Yeah. But Better Than Ezra Good is not. Yeah, there was kind of, I, I think I could probably list, you know, probably a dozen bands that just got murdered by Matchbox 20 and Third Eye Blind. It's like all these bands had been doing a version of that. Yeah. And then those two bands just came in and blew everybody else out of the water. Yes, they are the Target and Walmart. Mm, Your sister's Hazel went flying across the room. Oh, man, no. They're gone. (laughs) Like, you didn't even see them go. Exactly. So yeah, okay, better than Ezra. They're from New Orleans. Yeah, and they've always been one of my favorites. You know, they have at least two or three, maybe even four albums that are just about front to back good songs. I mean, they're just a good band and um, still active, which is great. I really related to them, and so they're definitely one of those. And I'm like, that's sad that like nobody's going to look back and dig into better than Ezra I don't think yeah which track uh we're gonna do something off their second album just to kind of prove that it wasn't just good (laughs) it wasn't just good it was great Mm -hmm. and it is and it is desperately wanting desperately wanting it's such a good song okay desperately wanting better than Ezra it's the 90s B team mixtape on 90.3 KRNU That you never call Where they turned out your lights 
90.3 KRNU, the amazing, the incomparable, the potty mouthed Liz Fair. <laughs> I love Liz Fair. Oh, yeah, of course you do. God, she's good. Yeah, and, you know, in her case, when you think of, you know, how this didn't translate, because the music's so fantastic, and frankly, she's so inspirational. When I was making this playlist, I went back and I listened to Never Said Again. I mean, mm. I've heard. I listened to it, and one thing that I had never really picked up is like the influence that Liz Fair has probably had on like uh, people like Courtney Barnett and and things like that. Like a gal who can just sing in a kind of you know raspy you know voice and doesn't get too concerned with sounding overly pretty, pretty and cute and things like that. And her delivery, she just really delivers it like it is, and it has its own way of being kind of super cool and sexy in its way. Liz Fair, A, she has a really deep voice. She's an alto. She uh, plays guitar. She's amazing. And she's had quite a few hits. Never Said was sort of the big first Mm -hmm. one. I love Polyester Bride off White Chocolate Space Egg, Mm -hmm. and you know that. But then she had kind of a later in her career, Why Can't I? That was a big, uh, like, alternative or adult alternative kind of hit. Mm -hmm. She is... Great. And uh, that album, Exile in Guyville, is it. Yeah, she's so good. And I almost wonder with her, because really, with her inspiring so many people and kind of being different than all that other music, I wonder why she hasn't translated. And I wonder if part of it is just that she freaks out the squares too much. Oh, I think she definitely does. And there is a very sort of feminist, like fucking run all mm-hmm. of those kinds of songs i mean she's just not trying to take it from people yeah and so there is something both powerful but also you can see how the mainstream commercial radio machine and also just music executives are like mm, how about not this right. she just doesn't care about any of that there's a very punk rock ethos to what she does yeah. and the way she delivers things and throws away lines yeah 
No, no offense, but she's like if Cheryl Crow was cool. Thank you. I, so I almost just said somebody like Cheryl Crow, who has an incredible voice. She was a backup singer for Michael Jackson. Right. Cheryl Crow has a great voice, and I think she was a music teacher. But if you listen to like Tuesday Night Music Club and kind of all the talky-talky and the sort of loose, like you can tell that is directly influenced by somebody like yeah. Liz Fair. It, it was almost like they, like somebody up in this in the skyboxes or or the suits decided that. Yeah, we really like what this Liz Fair is doing, but we need it's just a little too. Edgy. We need a version we can sell. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Put like a denim vest on this lady, right. and then you, you know, know, kind of a mom haircut. And... Don't get too controversial. Exactly. Sorry, Cheryl Crow. <laughs> she you. did that song with Kid Rock. I'm not trying you to know, give her she any blew passes. It right there, Man. that was it. She's pretty cool, but still, she's no Liz Fair. <laughs> no. Going to another band that has a very poppy, catchy sound. And I think a name that has turned off more fans without even hearing the band than Ooh. almost anybody. And that's Toad the Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet Sprocket. I was like, which terrible 90s band name is this going to be? The Gin Blossoms? <laughs> Toad the Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet Sprocket. What is that? What does Toad the Wet Sprocket sound like? If, you'd, if you've never heard them, and you know, there's maybe a chance you haven't, but what would you think that band, band sounds like? Is it... Is it Celtic? Is it metal? Is it nobody knows? It sounds like an American alternative band from Santa Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, it does. I mean, they're so good. They definitely kind of coattailed on that REM indie vibe a little bit. What is up with that band name? Well... Would you like me to tell you? I would. If... Because I do know, and I just confirmed, because mm-hmm. it's been a while since I looked up Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> so, surprise, surprise. Toad the Wet Sprocket was taken from a Monty Python sketch. Okay. And is there anything more like 90s than being like, I like comedy, but dry British comedy exactly. that doesn't really translate right. to American audiences? <laughs> um, and I like to take nonsensical lines from dry British comedy that didn't really translate to American audiences. And then I want to make it my band name. No one will get the joke. The people who do get the joke are the best and they are true mm-hmm. fans and everybody else. We just will secretly think they're kind of stupid. Exactly. All these bands on this list have done something to just ensure that you're not going to listen to the band. <laughs> To just be like, we're not going to be that big. We're not going to be that popular. These people shouldn't listen to us. Right. Sure. I need to do something to make sure that I never ascend to my full potential. (laughs) You know, when they talk about generational breakdowns and they talk about different psychographics and, you know, what Xers are mostly like or what millennials are mostly like or boomers. I don't think they talk enough about the fact that the big difference between, say, a younger millennial slash Gen Z and an Xer is that all they want to do is be popular. Right. And a Gen Xer has no desire to be popular. And the more popular you are, the worse you are. Exactly. That was the. That it was, was a thing. hallmark. I could tell you were a terrible person <laughs> if everyone liked you. Right. Exactly. There, there can't be anything to actually like there. All 90s movies are mm-hmm. based on being absolute outcasts and how popular people and popular things and corporations were all the worst. Yeah. They were inauthentic. What a strange shift in, in so many things in popular culture, whether it's music or 
TV or you know movies now, I, I think the most popular movies that people actually like are like Marvel movies and and we had movies like that in the 90s, but it wasn't cool to like those. No. Now you can. It's taken me a while to adjust to this, and I still don't really. But like you can say you like Marvel movies. You can say you like a popular you like Spider-Man? thing. Like, like you tell people that? It's one like, thing to like it, but you talk about right. it? Like in the 90s, you had to like Reservoir Dogs, which is fantastic. <laughs> but What's it, your favorite movie? Run, Lola, Run? Right. Not Spider-Man. <laughs> right, exactly. It had to be Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Or like... Um, Train spotting. Yeah, things that were like, in many ways, totally repugnant. <laughs> Are we the last of our kind, Dan? Uh, you know, we're going the way of the buffalo here, that's for sure. <laughs> All that said, now we should listen to Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> All right, this is Fall Down. It's the mixtape 90s B Team on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU Super Chunk, one of the many super bands yeah. that came out at the time. This is the 90s B-Team mixtape, and basically, Dan, my husband, just chose a bunch of 90s bands and songs that are just super great, but have not sort of retained... They- their popularity they're not the songs people think of they've been lost to the sands of time they have no home in this modern world that we live in Mm -hmm. which uh you know i think we all feel that way sometimes i think this conversation (laughs) is proof positive that we feel that way sometimes so uh, the super bands we had super chunk Mm -hmm. we had super drag yeah wasn't there another super one super grass from across the pond super grass Mm mm-hmm uh, Super Chunk is from North Carolina, kind of one of these bands. There's a handful of them that, you know, kind of did these kind of crunchy offbeat guitars and kind of lyrics that were kind of hard to follow. Like it wasn't about like, I like a girl, but she didn't like me or I hate my job and my boss is a jerk kind of songs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of harder to figure out exactly what was going on lyrically with them. Being from the Southeast, you know, I think probably tough for bands to translate to other parts of the country. I mean, no matter what is popular, it's always going to be popular to be a band from New York and or LA, LA, even Seattle. Still, you're from North Carolina. What does that mean? You know, what does that do for us? So what does that do for us? (laughs) What's in it for me, North Carolina? (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's cool. So uh, what was the song, Driveway to Driveway? Yeah, Driveway to Driveway. So another band from North Carolina, and once again doing so many things to turn off listeners before you've even heard the band, <laughs> is Archers of Loaf. Why would you? What What does it even mean? It's Archers terrible. Archers of Loaf. This song has kind of had a resurgence for me. The band has a little bit too, um, and I can definitely hear when listening to them next to super chunk a a similarity in tones and and sounds so they're from north carolina also and it's like what the heck was going on down there you guys actually kind of had a little scene of your own well, ben which folds. is cool ben folds down there as well and you know obviously the south has a well known track record for turning out musicians but maybe not particularly known for quirky alternative bands right the song that i'm gonna play is web in front which once again what does that mean but (laughs) um it was on the mall rats soundtrack the mall rats soundtrack is great it is front to back it's so great and i was i'm so disappointed when i get other movie soundtracks where they haven't cut in like dialogue from the movie (laughs) and maybe it's because those movies don't have as good of dialogue as Mallrats does maybe so web in front is on the Mallrats soundtrack that's how i found it and really only in the last um probably few months have i gone back and listened to other songs from the band and really ended up enjoying it and i'm like man this is like a good band archers of loaf web in front this is the 90s b team mixtape on 90.3 krnu stuck a pin in your backbone spoke it down from there all i ever wanted was to be your spine lost your friction and you slipped for a mile Picking it up on the radio. 
name that my kids are always very excited when it comes up and then immediately you're like wait why are we listening to this why does this sound like why this? why does this sound like this i thought it was going to sound like dinosaurs no it doesn't no it doesn't but it sounds awesome it does sound awesome uh the it's song dinosaurs is- for adults we're dinosaurs oh we're yeah. the dinosaurs <laughs> damn it yeah <laughs> Thank you for this mixtape, 90s B-Team. I love it. I yeah, love all of these tracks. So I uh, wanted to do this a long time. Clearly, we'll have to do more because yeah, I want to hear Tonic. Dusty Gems. You know I want to hear we, more Dusty we Gems. We need to do a whole playlist of the song of the bands that got obliterated by Third Eye Blind and Matchbox 20. <laughs> Perfect. That's on the docket. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.